Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, breakfast somewhere. Welcome to Breakfast with Vinny. Okay. Hats. Hats. Selling music. It's unbelievable that this is still being, actually it's not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable at all because it's obviously an attention getter should we sell music. So it's obviously still being talked about. Big attention getter. Yeah, well, my answer is yes. I'm on that side of the fence. So why? Okay, let's dive in. We could get into this whole aspect of music history and the history of music and when people started charging money for music and how musicians made money 300 years ago or follow some sort of timeline and uh, argue against it saying that some of these composers didn't charge money for music. They didn't get paid in the same way that people did when recorded, documented music actually emerged. And there's so much back and forth that can be said about this. It almost reminds me of um, a cartoon or something like the Far Side cartoons. I can get a strong visual on this one. I can see a situation where you had a tribe of hunter-gatherers and they're going about their daily life, day in and day out, hunting and gathering, and then they gather for their ritual of music and dance. And suddenly one day, as the hunters return back to their base, there's a guy standing there with a sack, and there's a rope around the camp, and as they're starting to play, he charges admission, and he demands some of their food that they've hunted for, and he gives some uh, complex, verbally jujitsu-infused explanation of why they should give him some of their chickens or whatever else that they've gotten. And so they reluctantly hand over their chickens. He gets 10 chickens and gives them two, and they're granted admission. And so was birthed the first A&R man, the first record company, (laughs) or any number of things. And Or how about... um, How about Picasso sitting outside painting or Monet sitting outside painting and somebody comes up behind him and taps him on the shoulder and says, you know, think of your peeps, man. Think of your demographic. That knows it's a little out of place. Really? (laughs) You know, I can get you X amount of money for these and blah, blah, blah. And so you had um, executives that uh, were posing as producers as well. (laughs) How many times there were executives that would show up 
while artists were recording the records and suddenly had their big ideas that they were shoving down the artist's throat, determining what the public was going to hear and um, not wanting to reveal their own idiocy. It's amazing how they got jobs in the first place. It takes eight years to become a doctor. And you have to do internship. Yet these clowns got jobs determining what people were going to listen to. Amazing, isn't it? But I digress slightly. Uh, we can talk about the history of artists and content creators. It's the new definition, all we want. But then something happened, I don't know, right around 1877, I think it was, this thing called capitalism uh, that emerged. And whether any of us like it or not, regardless of what sort of political system that we would like to ascribe to, the reality is, is that that's how the world functions. The world functions under that system, whether it appears to or not, it just does. So there you go. Sorry, can't really argue with that. And so that means basically getting paid for goods and services. So just because music is now delivered through this ether and that it's streamed mostly and that there are very little tangible objects being exchanged that contain music like CDs, although vinyl has been on the rise, yay, yippee, somehow that translates into its value being reduced to nothing. So rather than spending time trying to finger point and say, well, who's at fault here? I blame so-and-so or so-and-so is at blame. There are a lot of reasons for it. And that's this is a Pandora's box. Record companies dropped the ball and uh, a digital networks and people emerged that enabled this kind of um, file sharing, sharing is caring, to happen which is really piracy, and, uh, and the whole thing got upended. And so now, now the new paradigm is supposed to be merchandise. And okay, first of all, my problem with that, you have a transference of value from the music itself to merchandise. So the music is this bait that is being dangled in order to sell hats, coffee mugs, hoodies, t-shirts, mouse pads, decals, I don't know. It's a transference of value. And I mean, try to get any other company to do that. If a person was not dangling or a company was not dangling that bait, then they would just be selling merchandise and have to sort of lure people into their merchandise products to buy them. So first of all, uh, an artist or content creator who has very little visibility in the first place goes online and puts their, their music out there hoping to be noticed because it's fantastic. You know, they don't have an audience, but they're trying to get an audience just putting it online and to grow a, an audience. 
develop one. And so now the idea is what they're really doing is luring people into buying their merchandise just so they can make money. I wonder if the streaming companies would do that. If they would stop charging subscription fees because we're not getting it for free. We have to pay subscriptions. Okay, you could say, one could say, well, there are places to get it for free. Yeah, there are. Um, and really, you're dealing now with those places that are not claiming any kind of liability for copyright infringement. And there's a battlefield going on there as well. But the point is, is that a lot of these places where this can be gotten for free, they're data mining you up the yin yang. And we're all getting sort of taken in that regard. We're all sort of victims. We're the product, you know. And honestly, us being the product, this is, we're kidding ourselves. We're really kidding ourselves and we're being robbed. Now, in terms of, you know, selling merchandise, okay, well, let's just consider this for a second. Consider this. A friend of mine who is a music attorney sent me an article from a music business publication and it was quite alarming. So just consider this when considering the transference of the value of music to merchandise. Now, let me just say this. First of all, I remember a time that continued for quite a long time whereby I paid for records, I paid for the concert ticket, and I paid for the t-shirts and the merchandise. They were all sold concurrently. They were all bought and sold. There was no transference of value. If you're trying to lure people into buying your merchandise and nobody knows what your music is, you're now just a merchandising company. And what are you going to do? Start your own clothing line and compete with huge clothing companies? And now you're amongst hundreds of thousands of people that nobody knows about in the first place that if you're not using your music as bait, you're just trying to sell hats and coffee mugs just like everybody else. And so then what do you do? Try to come up with some clever logos and clever catchphrases. There's there's a million of those out there. I mean, they're, <laughs> it's just absurd. So just consider this, that the streaming revenues are continuing to shoot up at there are three major record companies pretty much left. And they're now together, they're turning over nearly, are you sitting down? A million dollars every hour from streaming, according to this report. But hey, the good news first, according to this data from calendar Q2, now this was in 2018, okay, provided from the three majors, they generated $2.8 billion from recorded music streaming consumption in three months to the end of June. So that's $23 million a day in that period, a million dollars an hour. That's something the industry at one time could have only dreamed of. And they now, they have no costs associated with that in terms of having to generate CDs, actual CDs and 
which when that was the way music was being sold, they were overcharging for CDs anyway. It's arguable that they overcharged quite a bit. It takes a dollar or a dollar and a half to make a CD, and they were charging eighteen ninety nine. Oh, okay, they had a staff to pay and artwork and this, that, and the other thing. Fine. Even so, now they don't have to do that. It's being streamed, and they're making a million dollars an hour. Why don't they sell hats and coffee mugs and mouse pads and hoodies and decals and to sell merchandise? Why not? Now, having said that, I have nothing, absolutely nothing against merchandise or buying and selling merchandise. I like it. I like coffee mugs, hats, hoodies, t-shirts that have various types of things printed on them. I like it. And I think selling them is cool, is good, and buying them, great. But to transfer the value from music to that, to me, is it's just like pouring salt into a wound that we already have from being just grossly robbed. I just can't really find a legitimate counter-argument against that. And, and it's especially in, in light of the fact that there's a million dollars an hour of revenue being taken from streaming that is really not being equitably distributed amongst content creators. So now in this era of democratization of music, you know, people don't have to have these clowns breathing down their neck trying to tell them that they should make the music more purple or whatever kind of inane comment that they could make in order to try to you know, show that they think they know what they're talking about, but they really don't. People that are putting their stuff out there themselves, they don't have to listen to that. They don't have to deal with that idiocy. But they can't generate any profit unless they put out a virtual begging bowl. But meanwhile, these majors are making a million dollars. I'm going to say it again, a million dollars an hour. I mean, this is just absurd. That's an absurd amount of money that they're just pocketing and their costs have been reduced drastically. Meanwhile, content creators are supposed to just sell merchandise instead. Really? Okay. I mean, I could go on and on and on about this just like someone else who takes the opposite position could. And I'm not saying this to incite debate, just to offer another perspective that I really don't see talked about that much. Not in the public eye. I see it amongst artists and content creators and people who are fighting against that. But then I turn around and see other things that are geared towards uh, content creators telling them to do otherwise. And I'm thinking, thanks, that's, yeah, great. Well, this is the new 2019 paradigm, roll over and play dead sell hats and coffee mugs, tell that to the majors and tell that to the streaming companies and tell that to those who are making a million dollars an hour. I'll just leave you with that. Thanks. Quick shout out to Rode Microphones for their amazing microphones. I use them for my recording and for my cameras and for the Rodecaster Pro podcast hardware podcaster that I use 
I'm using for this podcast. It's dedicated to making podcasts. It's amazing and it makes it fun. And also for the Road Reporter app on the iPhone, www.road.com, R-O-D-E.com. I highly recommend that you check them out. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Breakfast with Vinny.